All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to After School Talk Podcast. Um, I'm Dr. Deuce, and I'm, I obviously did not type up how I should be coming in with my intro properly. So, <laughs> listen, it's it's a holiday weekend. I'm just glad to be in the number. Um, on this podcast of After School Talk, we are here to offer educators innovative practices to elevate the student experience. And um, last week, I started off with a um, kind of like a preface of like this podcast is getting a, f- a facelift, um, starting from scratch about really discussing practices that can be used in the education system to improve it, to improve it for students, but also really truly improve it for educators and to really create this idea of having a strong sense of belonging in schools. So that's what the topic was. And I had some wonderful people to give me um, feedback. They listened to a couple of episodes and I mean, the questions were amazing. I, the questions were so good that it is late tonight and I'm still like sifting through those questions because I got talking to myself in the room by myself and child, I done had a ball by myself on just my, on just my interpretation of what they're asking and how it is like, yes, like I'm, every question was just like, I totally agree with you. And that's why I want to make sure I'm going in the right direction as far as um, giving helpful tips or giving ways that we can really break through the almost generational curses of education. Honestly, that's really what it is. But before I do that, I do want to do um, a share out real quick. Um, so I, this is my third year being an adjunct instructor for the college of education at the university I work at. Um this class so far has been amazing. I'm really feeling this class. They know how to give the good vibes. They all get the class on time. They um, respond back in our discussions. And so they are truly helping to, uh, I guess you would say, like develop this content as I'm coming out with it. Because the younger, younger teachers that are coming out are seeing things from a lens that's very helpful. And so I'm trying to encourage them to go into the system, um, not in a blinders on mentality. Let's be aware of all of the challenges that could come as being an educator, but that we want to come in and make a difference. And hopefully um, in in their classrooms, they can create that sense of belonging. So the foundation of the course, as far as the philosophy or educational um, theory that I'm pushing for these students is creating a sense of belonging through the use of the rite of passage intervention and culturally re- culturally responsive teaching. So those two things are the layers of the cake. And then we put the icing on um, with our creativity and how do we implement that into our classrooms, uh, almost like your own branding of your of your class, right? And so on After School Talk, we're talking that through about how does an education system do that in general. So I've realized that one of the things I got to do is be more blunt and upfront about things with education because I don't work in K through 12 anymore. Um, and sometimes I'm like, huh, huh, trying to be uh, delicate, man, bump all that. It is what it is. That's the best way to be honest. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this title of this episode is one of those blunt, honest things. Teachers be doing too much. And I don't mean that in the context of how your students say it. You know, you doing too much. No, y'all be doing too much in terms of like, who who assigned all this to a teacher? Who thought I can get all of this done 
in a in a school day, much less a, a whole academic year. It's it's entirely too much. And that title came out of the, the question. One of the questions that I got after um, one of my line sisters, Ariel, listened to the episode. Hers was, and I and I I, I put the question in this format because it was like we were talking through different things, and so this is how I thought of the question: How can we encourage school systems to adopt the mindset that students need? to develop outside of the content area. So they need some type of development outside of math, science, English, reading, writing, without putting more work on the teachers. So it's this idea, I remember, Jesus, I remember in in the school system where it was something coming about um, emotional learning, emotional, what is it? Social, emotional learning, whatever that was, Jesus. And it was here comes this new initiative. So on top of what you're doing in your classroom, we also want you to do this. Is it? No, 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 no. Who told you that this can all be done <laughs> in the same 50 minute period or throughout the day when I have 30 kindergartners running around? Like, it, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it is this common practice that what we're going to do is come up with an initiative and and pile on another initiative and then pile on another initiative. And one thing's for sure is that they're going to pile on all these different things and there is never any clear evaluation or assessment done to see if any of it is working. Is it even working? Because I didn't... (laughs) Girl, what is we doing? That's how I be feeling by the time we get to by the time you get through halfway through the year of doing whatever it was they taught you quickly in a two-day workshop with all the other area elementary schools or high schools, then you get to trying to teach it to the teachers to tell them everybody gonna do it. Then we try to see this and what and we confusion, this is this, oh, it's an update, don't do this, do this, do this. By the time we come back a year later, it's yeah, so y'all started that. Here's another part. So what? When we gonna round robin and talk about if this is working? What y'all doing at your school and what's? And then that's another thing: a two day round robin on something is not enough. And what I love about working in higher ed that we do a way better job of. Um, we have been working on strategic goals for this year since. Ooh, I can't even think of when we started. Then we went through at the beginning of this year and said. Okay, look at your strategic goals and give them a year. Like, this is FY24, FY25, FY26. Like, you know, if you need to focus on it for this year, da da da. And then if it's FY25, is there anything you need to do in FY24 to get ready for it? Like, give yourself some time. Like, create this timeline. Like, slow it down, figure it out. And every time, we we keep going back to it. Is it working? What are we doing with it? Is it what's, what's happening? And when you get to the end, you have plenty of time to say, hey, that was a great idea. How, however, we may have overshot or we may have been in the wrong direction or we didn't account for X, Y, and Z, and then we can fix it. That's you see how it you see how that work? <laughs> you can do that. But in the world of education, K through 12 and teachers, it's just whoo. You just you just you just hold on and see what, what happens. And so when you got when you have this kind of thing happening, you you recognize this is why there's such a social push for teachers should be paid more, um, teachers should be respected more. But that's phase one. I think what we haven't done, and I, and that's what's going to be the overarching thing for this episode, what we have not done is phase two. Phase two is acknowledging that something has to change. 
So it's almost like, hey, y'all job is so hard and it sucks that people really should acknowledge that. And it's like, thank you. And now everybody's going, yeah, let's give them free Chick-fil-A biscuits. Let's, you know, give them a a Best Buy gift card so they can buy stuff for their classrooms. Let's make Amazon wish lists for, for wish lists for the classroom. But that's performative. That's performative for the teachers. So somewhere in the powers to be, it has to be a honest. We got to change something. And 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 the initial thought process is really and truthfully being able to say what all are they doing and do they need to be doing all of that. I did an exercise with my staff last year and we we called it the pink wall or the pink papers. We had all these little pink pieces of paper. It just hit me one day. Sometimes I get these radical thoughts in my head. I'm like, ah. And it was on one of those days where I felt like my mind was in 18 different places. It was it was in 18 because you got all of these different things to think about, right? Um, so especially teachers who have different class periods of students and you teach different content in a different class periods. That's a lot to think through, right? And so I had the, class, the uh, staff write down in your area the different segments of things, the different parts of things you have to deal with, right? So if it's, I have to do, um, I'm going to use... Uh, uh, the the one that has a lot of heavy programs in it. I have to think about homecoming. I have to think about the pageant. I have to think about the the gala that we do. I have to think about the carnival to put on. So okay, put on and then list everything that you have to do to put that on. Then on top of that, what are your admin things? Do you have to check your email? Do you have to call people back? Do you have to do one on ones with your student staff? Do you have to do one on ones with your graduate assistant staff? Do you do like I want you to put all that down and we're going to put all this on the wall. Every time somebody looked at that wall who was not in our office, didn't work on they go, goodness. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to see a physical representation of how how we be doing too much. <laughs> This was all I needed. I want to say a physical representation to say, this is what I mean when I say we'd be doing too much, right? And then you can go back and kind of say, now what needs to be shifted? What can be changed? And so one of my things that I've been trying to, I know getting through our fall semester is just a challenge to do. But before we get to that spring, I want to be able to go back and look at those lists and go, what can go here, here and move and kind of free up things for people, okay? Or what can become an automated thing? Or what is a, hey, this is a number one priority. But if you, you know, this right here, focus on that in December. Don't don't try to stretch yourself out in such a time doing that. Let's, let's create a timeline for certain things. That's the only way that employees are going to see that you're trying to implement a change and not just trying to pacify me. Not just give me a little pat on the back and think I'm going to come back in here tomorrow and be stressed out again. Because that's, I don't, I, I don't want to do that. Right. So the same thing has to happen in education of like, let the teachers in a, in a, they think they come into just a regular old faculty meeting. It's like, no, I want you to write down everything you have to do. And if you want to base it on the class period, if you want to base it on administrative type things versus teaching things, um, if you want to do it on, if you, if you're on a committee, also, if you're a coach or you advise a club, like write down everything and get them space to be like, dang, it's a lot. Just that much. Like, let's just at least look at everything they're doing. And then 
after we have looked to see what everything on, now it's the next phase of, well, what are we changing? Okay. What are we changing? And so what I want to talk about on the next episode is once we figure out where we're freeing up space, the next part is who's coming to help. Because we can free up space, but what we're not going to do is pile on more and just, just you know what I'm saying? Like, great. It's almost like you, your mama telling you to eat your broccoli, now you're going to and then here your second servant. All right. You say, wait, why am I, what? <laughs> right? So it's going to be a thing of, it's freeing up space for this, and this is how you're going to then send the cavalry in to help with this particular sector of trying to create that sense of belonging, trying to create environments our students and our teachers are actually thriving in. If you get an opportunity, y'all please go look at like Ron Clark Academy, Academy's Instagram, TikTok, whatever you want to, and see how their first day of school went. Because one thing about them, from the first day to the last day, they're going to be lit. The teacher's going to be energetic. Everybody seemed like this is the best thing they've ever done in life. And we know, we we walk into the first day very much, Jesus, summer over? Really? Huh. And then, and then you try to get you a little excitement together. And by week week two, you hmm, back to the regular schedule program, right? Um, so we got to really look and see how are we creating an environment that everybody is hype about and excited and passionate um, and you're not burnt out because we don't want people who, yeah, you staying here at seven o'clock at night grading papers, but your home life is a mess, sis. You is a wreck. <laughs> so it looked real good to be doing all of this extra stuff, but you don't even have your life together. And that's not how you want to live. And that's not how you want to be professionally. You want to go, I, I get energy from what I do. And I, and I still have the space to go do other things for myself and my family. That's the whole idea. So, um, in conclusion, <laughs> we're going to, or at least on this podcast, empower you to acknowledge that some type of change has to happen for educators to be able to free their space physically and mentally so that they can um, bring in new initiatives that can really truthfully change and help the education system. So y'all make sure you share, subscribe, talk to your teacher friends about this. Give us some love and y'all have a good week. Enjoy your holidays.